Hi there, my name is Michael Harris. I'm the host of Falling Up Radio. I gotta tell you, I'm really excited today for our guest. I'll tell you about her in, in just a moment. I don't wanna take too much, but there's a couple of things I wanna say as we start out here. And then I wanna give as much time as I can with our guest, because she's such an incredible, special person. So anyway, if you haven't been to Falling Up Radio, Falling Up Radio is really about just what it sounds like, falling up, learning to take our challenges and our falls in life and turning them around and using them as a power and our energy to grow and to really take our message to the world. So if that sounds like something you want to hear, you're in the right place. I suspect maybe you've had a fall too. At some point, we all have struggled with something. I also wanted to mention too, uh, you can get my free book, Falling Down, Getting Up. You can either get it right here on the website of Falling Up Radio or go to Falling Down, Getting Up either way, and you can get a free uh, book. I just asked you to pay a little bit of shipping and you get it. Um, so anyway, with that being said, let's get started uh, with, with our guest so we have plenty of time to, to dive into uh, her life and her insight and her wisdom. And I've written this down. I, I did a short little... Uh, um, intro, I could probably have about five pages to explain who she is, but um, I'll just highlight a, a couple of things. Um, my friend Michelle Bernard is really um, an entrepreneur of sorts, a yoga entrepreneur even, and she owns a yoga studio in California called Bikram Yoga San Jose. Now, I've been to a lot of yoga studios around the world, and I got to tell you, Michelle's studio is one of the biggest, most beautiful, most rocking studios I've ever been to. And, you know, Michelle has been teaching, practicing yoga for more than 20 years. She's going to talk about some concepts that she's discovered as, as a result of that. And, you know, I encourage you even to have a notepad to take notes because she's going to give you some ideas that you may be able to just apply right away in your life. She's been, she was a marketing director for Italian restaurants for many years. And then her mother passed away from Alzheimer's in, back in 2001, I believe, 2000 or 2001. And it really triggered something in, in Michelle and, you know, the grief that we experienced. And Michelle walked into her first yoga class, probably not really realizing at the time how much it was going to change her life and where it's going to bring her today. There's one more thing I'm going to say, then we're going to bring Michelle in here too. Michelle just won in Beijing, China, the World Yoga Championships for 50-plus-year-olds. Amazing. This woman, this yogini rocks the world. So, Michelle, I've said enough. I want to bring you in. How are you today? Hi, Michael. I'm just sitting here laughing and I think my heart just expanded out of my chest like a thousand times. So thank you so much for your friendship and I'm honored to be here and talk with you today and everybody today. Yeah, so thanks for absolutely. having me. Absolutely. It's so great. I want to start. I know what you have around your neck. Yes. Can you tell the listeners and the viewers what you got there? This is, ready, it's raising up, 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 up. It's so beautiful, too. Can you see it? It says IYSF. International Yoga Sports Federation. Now, and oh, wait, 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 wait. Keep oh, that okay. up there. Okay. Keep that up there. Okay. 
Look at those fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do yoga in those fingernails? Oh, that's an extra skill. You just oh. have to practice for a while. It's like advanced yoga or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then on the back, it says, and I can read it to you. Okay. Yes, please read it. It says 2018 World Yoga Sports Championship. Senior <sighs> Women's Division First Place Champion. Oh my God! Yeah, I know. It seems really surreal, Michael. It, it, I, love, it I love that it says like Beijing. Yeah. No, Beijing. I mean, you know me, Michael. But those of you that don't know me, I don't travel a lot. So to go all the way to Beijing, China, was a big enough deal. Let alone get up on stage and and perform. But it it was a surreal, amazing experience. Well, and I, I wanted to ask you. I, I wanted. You know, get back and you know into some of your backstory and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And what the hell is a fifty-year-old person doing up on stage doing yoga? No, I know exactly right. Gosh, where does that go back to? You know, I used to compete. I competed two thousand six, two thousand seven, mm -hmm. and you know, we have a pretty good. Um, we have an advanced class that we do on Sundays, and we have a pretty good crew here in the Bay Area that have competed over the years. So I always was coaching, mm -hmm. but um, remember, we were in our older studio from two thousand and three to two thousand eleven, and we moved here in the bigger one, which is seven thousand square feet. For those of you that don't know, it's pretty big in 2012 so in fact next weekend we're going to celebrate 16 years all together which is just wow blows my mind but um i think the transition from that studio to this studio took a lot of my time so mm -hmm. i i didn't compete anymore but i helped to coach yeah. um and then once we were settled here um and the 50 plus division, you know, they don't call it senior division anymore. They call it 50 plus actually, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think is more appropriate. <laughs> you know, I know, I know I sound biased, but. Well, well, you know, the thing about yoga though, it's like the older we are practicing yoga, I just turned 60, right? Really? And then the older we are practicing yoga, it Your seems mind. like the more expanded our practice becomes. It does. And like you and I have had one of our teachers who's in our 90s, which is like huge inspiration. Huge. I think you're going to replace Emmy in another Oh, 40, wow. 40, Man, 40 that's years. a compliment. You hear that, universe? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do feel, I was telling my, my team here, I feel better than ever. I feel yeah. really good. I yeah. mean, it's a constant journey, as you know. Yep. You always learn with yoga. I'm all, I mean, even now, Michael, I'm advancing in my strength and flexibility. Yeah. Right. And I also feel a bigger part of me is awakening and that's the spirit part. And that's the more exciting part that's happening. Yeah. So that's yeah, I mean, we were talking earlier, it's really just a practice. I mean, I'm so proud, but you know, I've been practicing 20 years. I've been teaching 17 and I've just been doing it daily. Yeah. Right. And allowing for whatever pains and situations and circumstances that I'm in still doesn't prevent me from staying on the course. Right. Yeah. Of, you know, and my life is better as a result. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. So, you know, yoga is a tool and that's my mission. If I can use this as a platform to get out there more and really get people to have a practice. Oh, man, that excites yeah. me to no end. Yeah. 
So can we, can we jump back to when you first started? What sure. was going on in your life when you first walked into a yoga studio? Why did yeah. you do it and where were you? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go. Because I'm a yogi, I have a sharp memory, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday. I was living in San Francisco mm-hmm. and I worked for Ilfranio Restaurants. Um, they're more well known on the West Coast. Great, authentic Italian restaurant company. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom uh, was suffering from some kind of dementia. We didn't know what it was until it was diagnosed as Alzheimer's. My mom, this is going to blow your mind, Michael. My mom got Alzheimer's at 49 and she passed away at the age I am right now. Wow. Right? If you think about yeah. that. So, and she literally was my best friend. I mean, my mom was just a, a, a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I wasn't involved in yoga at all. I did not know anything about it until my mom had passed away. And I just, the stress was just unbelievable. Mm. Not only in, in grieving, I was so sad, but my body, you know, I was telling you a little bit before we actually came online here live, um, that I had suffered as a child with a lot of gastro problems. Um, and I'd gone to gastroenterologists and I'd lost my period actually for six years too. So my body was in trauma as well as I was just working all the time. So I was opening restaurants in Denver Mm -hmm. and my friends had told me, they're like, look, we love you so much, but you got to do something about what's going on with you. And Mm -hmm. you should go do this yoga stuff. So I was flying back from Denver and an in-flight magazine was right in front of me. I picked it up and it was all about yoga and some of it about Bikram yoga. and, And I was like, you know what I said, Michael? I said, that is it. So I lived in a little 400 square foot apartment in San Francisco. The next morning I got up and I know listeners, you're going to faint when you hear this, but I actually went to the phone book. <laughs> really? What's so that? I don't know. They're like this thick, right? A phone book. That's and like I, an eight track or something. Exactly. Right? exactly. Oh. But I opened up to why for yoga. And I thumbed through and I found a yoga studio on Filbert Street, which was like two miles down the hill. And I went to my first class. And And was that a Bikram class? No, I didn't even know anything about Bikram. I thought yoga was yoga. Yeah. Guess whose studio I walk into? Tony Sanchez. That was his studio called... Uh yoga challenge or something. And it was, it was hot and it was an hour long. And I think we did like 42 postures, but I'm telling you, Michael, right when I started, I knew, mm. I think one thing, and I know you know this too, Michael, cause we have the advantage of being such good friends that loss is such an amazing teacher. If you let it the dying process, death, right? And I think it allowed me, even on that first day, to let go of confusion, to let go of guilt, to let go of abandonment, to let go of all of those things that come up when someone you love passes away. You don't understand, you know, um, all of a sudden, you know, your own life becomes more precious. You're not sure what anything means anymore, you know, you're mad, there's a lot of anger. And I just remember there was this instant connection to this calmness in myself and everything was starting to make a little bit more sense. And that was your first class? My first class. Wow. 
my, I, oh, let me just share with you this too. For those of you that know yoga, Bikram or other, when you're on the floor and you're doing Purnasalabhasana, right? Bikram called the airplane pose. I couldn't lift myself off the floor. I was mm. panting, breathing so heavy. And I did cry a lot after my first class. Mm. But right away, I knew I needed to come back. Yeah. And Tony was that special to me. I think that's why he'll always be special to me. Because yeah. it was my first, you know. Sure. Um, but, you know, just to maybe skip a little bit, the reason I got into Bikram is I started to travel a lot more with Ilfranayo. And I went to Tony and said, look, when I travel, where should I go? And he said to me, anywhere there's a yoke, uh, Bikram Yoga College of India, you're fine. So yes. I opened uh, Ilfranayo restaurant in Seattle. And sure enough, I looked up Bikram Yoga College of India in Kirkland and I, I made a deal with a taxi driver to take me there in the morning and hang out and wait for me after class. And, and that's the first time I went to a real, like, 90-minute. And it was Greg's studio in Kirk. Right, Greg Ramuccio, of course. Yes. Yeah. And I, I could not believe we were in the room that hot. I don't think I could see anybody. The steam was so thick. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that happens. <laughs> But then I came back and that's when I found Mary, Global Yoga, because she was teaching the Bikram. Yeah. And I got started with her and still went to Tony. At that time, I think Tony was starting to move to Costa Rica. Mm. So, and then I met Mary. Um, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but I knew my days at Ilfranayo were numbered. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm not confusing your audience, but when you go through that kind of trauma, you start to question what it is that you're doing with your life. Yeah. And I, even though I loved where I worked, um, I knew that the meaning of my life was not selling Italian food. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was, yeah. um, so I was uh, now a hospice volunteer. That was important to me. I wanted to help people pass over which is a whole nother story we can talk about one day. So, so how long had, had you been practicing yoga at this point that you started having this experience and helping with hospice and you knew that the meaning of life was bigger than Italian food? I think I had those thoughts, honestly, Michael, even before the yoga. And oh, really? I, yeah, I think what the yoga did was helped not only to validate those, but it gave me a source of strength to move on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, it just, I, it, I felt like I was empowered, like, yeah. and to have faith and to go for it. Right. Yeah. You know? So it was really good fuel, um, to get on this unknown path that was ahead of me and be okay with the unknown. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. um, one thing I did in this interim is, you know, uh, I started a card business. I got really into photography and I had a card line of 25 cards and uh, I did card shows. Um, so I was doing yoga. I was still with Ilfranayo. I did the card business. I was a concierge. And it wasn't until, you're going to giggle, that we went to a, I was going to a family reunion in New York that I picked up a pamphlet thinking it was a seminar for yoga that maybe Bikram was going to attend. And then I read it through on the airplane and it was so long. And I, and I realized, oh no, this is for teacher training. I don't <laughs> want to do this. So I threw it under my seat. Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden here, this is me. I picked it back up and then I picked it back up. And then by the time I landed to go to my family reunion, I was already going. 
Yeah. So my well, point. I, I, I want to stop for okay, a minute. Okay, yeah, sorry. I'm going way ahead. But no, yeah. no, no, no. The, the reason I want to stop is because it sounds like to me like airplanes are like a higher power for you. Like something How always happens on airplanes. funny that you say that. That's so true. It is. They used to laugh at me at now because the moment I landed, we landed and we were having our meeting the next day. I had already come up with a new idea on something that that was troubling at one of the restaurants. And it would Maybe you're closer to heaven or something. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Masha's laughing too because even coming back from Beijing, I was the only one who couldn't sleep. And all I did was write in my book all these ideas about what I want to do. So you hit it. You hit it. Yeah. So well, everybody, I, that means you got to go fly. Get your yeah, right. I, I, I look at airplanes, and I've had stuff happen on planes too. But it's like I call it a magic carpet ride. Right. Because we're thirty-three thousand feet in the air. There's carpet. There's my chair, and I'm thinking, you know, how are we up here in the middle of, of the sky? Oh my gosh, that's Why? hilarious! It is a magic carpet ride. Yeah. That's funny. I think uh, you know probably from the yoga, Michael. We're we're this antenna. Right. And there's now we're not in our normal environment. There's no borders or boundary. Yeah. Right. We can have this. So, so maybe this uh, medal you got is a transmitter and receiver. You got the, your, your gold medal. Right. It is right to my heart. Right to my heart. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Maybe yeah. I should just wear it all the time. Just wear it. Yeah. <laughs> Receive this energy. Right. Yeah. 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 Beam me up, Scotty. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we, we, we got on airplanes yes, and met yes, the carpet ride. I'm sharing with you that, um, yeah, you know, I think this is really a valuable story to share because it is about taking risks. And I think what a lot of people, you know, they see who I am now. But, you know, Michael, from the time my mother passed away, which was 98, by the way. I left Ilfranayo in 2000. I went to teacher training in 2001, and I opened Bikram Yoga San Jose in 2003. So there's about two and a half, three years in there of, you know, a lot of like only on faith. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. You know, a lot of people think instantly this happened. Uh, no, I had Tuesday mornings too, where I was waking up, scratching my head going, Okay, how are we going to do this? Where's the money coming from? Let alone my family telling me I'm absolutely crazy. I left the most amazing job, which I still loved with the people I adore. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just knew my trajectory was something different. I moved out. Of, I sold my condo in, in Walnut Creek. I moved back down here into the South Bay area. Um, I remember calling my sister, Michael, because I did a... Um, a Craigslist sale of everything in my condo and this family came up from Gilroy with the truck. They not only bought everything I had on sale, they bought everything else too. I had no bedroom furniture. I called my sister on the floor in my bedroom going, oh my gosh, I don't even have a bed. I don't even have an air mattress to sleep on. Congratulations. Yeah, right. You know, I, I guess there's just, a, I, but I always, I just was, my vision was alive. Yeah. You know? I didn't, have the attachment. I knew where I was going. Um, so yeah. And then I, I just found, you know, you just start networking and you, you know, you find the right people. So after I went to teacher training, I'm sorry, I skipped this part. Um, I knew that I could take my business savvy of knowing how to open restaurants of which I opened 17 mm -hmm. and use that to help do what I really wanted to do in my life, 
which was yoga. And here's the real reason why. I noticed not what it was just doing for me, but what it was doing for everybody else, mm. no matter what walk of life. That blew my mind. When yeah. I would go into Tony's classes and see people of every age, ability, ethnicity, having what you do, right? When we talk about falling down, we all have our struggles, but we're all in this room doing it together, working on our own stuff. Yeah. I just thought that was, okay, that, that is what we need in this world. We yeah. need our own coping tools as adults, Yeah. right? As children, maybe we get some from our parents and teachers, hopefully, yeah. but even as adults, what are coping strategies? Yeah. And not only that, I'm sure you feel this way too. I tell my class this all the time. I think mediocrity is chasing you all the time. Especially in our world where there is just instant gratification, we can live in this really nice, comfortable place and never challenge who we are. Yeah. Right? And we have to do that. We're not made to be human beings that just kind of have an average life for human beings to be great in Absolutely. our own way, right? Yeah. So like you, that's my mission. You know, well, you, you're, you're also an example of that. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you really are, Michelle. You know, we've known each other for a while. And yes. um, again, I mean, going, going to China and doing this and the commitment that you put into your practice, not only are you teaching, helping others, but you have to do yeah. an immense amount of personal practice. Yes. To be able to do what you do. Yes. You know, and to be able to have a smile on your face after, you know, the, the grief through your, your mom and... Right. And other challenges that that happen in life. Right. You are that example. Oh, thank you. And yeah. and you know what? I, and I hope I can still be more of that and even share more of that too, because I think it's within all of us. Yeah. And we were talking about this before, Michael. Really, what I do is I do practice. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. For 15, 17 years, and and I know that sounds like, like so simple. Yeah. No, you have to get up every day. Yeah. And the class you're going to take. Yeah. You know, and be committed and invested in doing your practice. And the roads will lead you there. Yeah. I'm no different. Yeah. That's mastery. Right. That's mastery. Well, and, and, and look at your, your teacher, our friend uh, Jason, which recently completed 10 years of yoga every day, also as a full time job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he, his commitment every single yes. day. Yes, yes, yes. I know it. He just taught this morning. Yeah. He's teaching more too. You know, you're 100% right. And I think like anything, if you commit to it, your life will start to um, create a tapestry around it. It won't, be become, it won't become the other. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like I don't even think twice about doing my yoga. It's not, it's not even on my to-do list. Do you know what? I, it's just integrated it just, it'll, it becomes part of the fabric of who I am. Sort of like brushing your teeth. You just yes. brush your teeth. You don't put it on your to-do list. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. then all of a sudden you do have, people think, oh, it takes so much time. But then I think, oh my God, I don't even think about that. Because yeah, it takes time, but I still have all this other time. You know? Yeah. So um, you just got to get into it and ride the bumps until it becomes that routine. Yeah. Will settle into you know the the essence of your life. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell us more about maybe some other challenges that that you've had 
in your life or yoga has helped you through that? Um, gosh, Michael, there are so many. I, um, you know, when we opened, that was a struggle too. It was a lot of money. Um, we had a theft at the yoga studio. Um, there were lots of things that I, I had to, because I signed a lease that was as is, I wound up paying a utility bill that was like thousands of dollars, maybe up to $10,000 that was, you know, because I signed as is, I was responsible for. And, you know, I tell people too that those things that come at you, um, you just, you have to put them in front of you and, and handle them. Don't take them as a sign that you did the wrong thing, that you got to be very careful of that. I'm not a big proponent. I hate to say this, Michael, but I think it's a value for your listeners too. Sometimes we have this thing where if it feels right, then you're supposed to do it. Or if it doesn't feel right, then you're not supposed to do it. That's a very, yeah, I caution people. It's very slippery road. Yes, it, it is, right? Because there are times when it doesn't feel good and you have to do it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We can get into the neural pathways, but I think that's a different discussion. Right. It, yeah. it, 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 absolutely. And, but that's what the yoga does. It will give you, Bikram says, right? We know those cosmic powers to help you know what is right. Yeah. Capital R, right. Yeah. That's why yoga is so important is because it makes you detached enough from your own ego and that you can understand a bigger picture of the integrity of what's right. It's such a big difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a, there, there was a lot of things that happened in the beginning, but then in the third year, those of you that run businesses, you gotta stay the course mm -hmm. and do not move from your course of action. Stay consistent with your, if you own a yoga studio, your class times, with your strategies, with your best business practices, because the third year is when it's going to bloom. Mm -hmm. Not a week later, not a year later, it's three years. Three years. Because, and you know this, Michael, nowadays, what do they say now? Back in when I used to do another business back in the 90s, I think it was like some, you needed to hear something seven times before it you did something about it. Now I think yeah. it's like 16. You probably know better than I do. I mean, it's insane. So yeah. you have to stay, right? Even though you think you're repeating the same thing over and over again and you're tired of it, your customers are, right? There's too many things that are clamoring for their attention. They yeah. need to know that you're consistent. So I think that's what's built really the success of BYSJ. We still haven't changed anything pretty much in 16, in 16 years. Yeah. But I think because of that, it's enabled us to create a community of belonging. Mm. And that has helped to answer your question, get us through um, a very big ordeal, which was the loss of our manager, uh, Chris. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Cannavaro started with me 2005. He, in, in 2013, he had three seizures and was immediately diagnosed with stage four glioblastoma. Mm. And he died in 2015. Mm -hmm. So and it wasn't just my loss and the, but 
Michael, it was the community's loss. Yeah. I mean, they were his, he was their, the guy they saw behind the counter every day. So talk about, I mean, yeah, I had to handle my own grief, but that's the other thing the yoga did was really put right in front of your face the cycle of life. You know me, I love parties. Yeah. I love to go to Cheesecake Factory. Those of you, I t when Michael's here, we're always going out, having, somewhere. Yeah. you know, somewhere. And, and we do things with each other around here. But we do parties all the time here. We have our anniversary party, which is a big event. But one thing that hit me, Michael, is I wasn't so good at also giving us the other side. Yeah. How to handle loss as a community. Yeah. That was huge. And I, you know, people I tell you who maybe are listening or, or call in or write you, they may have been here during a year where it was pretty solemn around here, mm. right? Because I think I was in a dark cloud for a while, Michael, which is natural. Wow. I, I don't think I knew that I was in the dark cloud until I got out of it, you know? I, I remember visiting after he passed and um, I'm, I'm, I knew you were still struggling. Yeah. Which is normal. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And to think that the studio survived so well. I mean, it was, even the yoga studio has a breath of its own, right? I felt like this living entity was trying to just, you know, nurture itself too, yeah. right? So um, that's the other big thing that I think in our world is lacking, Michael, that I, I really encourage people to get into a practice is because we need a place of belonging, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, too, right from your own, you know, owning a studio that you start to know the, the mom and the dad and then the kids come and then the aunts come and pretty soon the dogs are here and then there's the babies and then the marriages and then the divorces and then the, and it's. And, 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 and. I, I, I got a wild idea and I don't know whether it will work. Okay. Are you on a laptop or a desktop? I'm on a I'm on a laptop. Are you? Yeah. You know what I'm gonna ask you? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about give, giving a quick tour of your studio? Okay. All right. Here we go. We'll just get up and, and, and walk around because it's such an incredible place, and then we'll come back, talk about a few more things, and finish okay. up. All right. So I have to turn the I have to turn the laptop around. Okay. Right? Yeah. My office. Yeah, maybe, maybe Masha can lead you around. Oh, sounds good. Make Let's sure do you that. don't walk into any walls. Exactly. So we're going to head out now, everybody. This is my office, and we're going to head into the lobby area. Can you see pretty good? Yep. It's so beautiful. There it is. That's the lobby area. So. I, I, I want to let the listeners know I've, I've been to this studio said when we started a Say number hi, you're um, on the radio. This is Sorry to interrupt you, Michael. <laughs> this is Wendy, a new teacher. Yep. They wanted to see the studio. So this is the front desk here. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Michael. Keep going. What you were saying. Well, I don't want to talk too much because every time I talk, the camera comes back to me. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, so, wait, 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 wait a minute. Before you go in the door, what's yeah. that on your right? On the right. This? Yeah. What do you do with that thing? That is the bell that starts every class. Go for it, Masha. So every time before class, you ring it. 
Yep. And do you believe that that's been doing that for uh, every class since we opened our doors 2003? Nice. Okay, follow Masha. Okay. She yep. This here, you guys, is one of our 60-day challenge boards. Wow. So our 60-day challenge started January 1st, and you have till January 15th to sign up. And right now we have probably over a hundred that are on the 60 day challenge. And this is our tracking board. So every time you take a class, then you put a star up. Wow. So we're probably going to have 200 people on the 60 day challenge. Isn't that crazy? It's awesome. It is awesome. So then this here is our other tracking board, right? Which looks like it's still filling up too. Yeah. So that's become a big deal on what we do. We do it twice a year. Yeah. So, nice. okay. Yeah. Can you see? Yeah. Good. And now I'm going to turn you around now. This is, a, this is the area that everyone likes to sit in. Uh -huh. front desk again. Right? And we have and a big... Show us the studio again, right? Yes. And now we're going to go into the yoga studio. Awesome. So the yoga studio, here it is. And I will do a, I will do a, a, like this here, it goes around, you can see the podium, right? And Masha's <laughs> all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way, and then back to the door. So Michael, it's 2,500 square feet, and we wow. get here, oh gosh, we had 91 people last Saturday, 10 o'clock, so there's a lot of people coming in right now. Well, be, be, before you go anywhere, before you leave the room, I'm sure, I mean, you've had a number of students that have experienced some transformations. Real briefly, can you think of one student that you can think of that's transformed and what happened? Was it back pain? Was it intestinal? What was it? Oh my gosh. Well, Linda O'Connor is 5.30 every day since I opened. She suffers from arthritis and she manages her pain and she can walk pain-free, use her arms pain-free. Um, she's 77 years old. You can 77? Her. How old was she when she started? Well, that was 16 years ago when I met her, right? So what was that? 61? So... A 61-year-old woman that had arthritis walked into your room with arthritis. Yeah. The barely walk had to the use ba a cane. Barely walk. Yeah. Did you just say she had a cane? She probably had a walker and a cane. I'm not sure, but she she was just crippled. Wow. And now she does. She's been doing the yoga every day, and yeah. she's like pain free. She's just an amazing, amazing person. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So many people that have had like really deep shoulder pain or have had surgery on their shoulders, have no problem at all. Yeah. Um, back pain. Uh, we have a lot of people that have had their thyroid removed and do this yoga practice every day and they have no complications at all and barely take any medication. We have a lot of diabetics that come here um, and do the yoga because it helps with their insulin level. I mean, my gosh, it goes on and on. A lot of dancers that come here and their hips and their feet, their mm -hmm. feet in particular, getting that articulation back, yeah. um, skin problems. A lot of people that have had that, you know, really severe eczema on their skin, 
and that's gotten a whole lot better. And then obviously you get so many engineers in here working in the valley, the hours that they keep, the stress that they have, right? The pressure of anywhere in this world nowadays. So so, so what would you say to somebody like that that's maybe 50, 60 years old, that's struggling with something, maybe even thinking that they don't even know that there's a solution out there? What would you say to them to maybe give them an idea that there is a solution? How How would you invite them to your studio? Well, today we had a heating guy come. And uh, he's been curious about this yoga. And we literally carry around with us now five class cards that are free. You get five mm-hmm. classes to come and do it. Because, mm-hmm. Michael, just for that reason alone, I, I don't want people just to try it one time. I want them to get in here because, like you said, if it's somebody that's suffering, they've got to at least, I tell everyone, you've got to at least give it ten times. Yeah. You can't just go in there and think because it's going to be overwhelming with the heat, just overwhelming how you're stretching your body, just overwhelming with the time. Just It's just new and different. You have to give it a chance. But why not? What's What would be the other side of it? Surgery? Mm-hmm. Living with pain? Living with no sleep? Living with anxiety? Living with an unhappy marriage? Why not give this a go? It's organic. It's your own natural resources. You're here with the community. Everyone feels better even after their first class. I mean, there's really no reason not to. Yeah. We all can say, well, I'm busy. Oh, I'm not flexible enough. Oh, you know, my schedule won't allow me to. You just have to, you just have to decide. It's a choice. Yeah. You yeah. have to decide that, you know what, this is, that's why we catch people now at the beginning of the year, because this is when people's energy is like, you know what, I'm going sick and tired of being sick and tired of this. And what, so, what, what about people that are scared and that will like watch somebody else do yoga and think I can't do that. I'll never do that. That will hurt me too much. I mean, what about those people that just aren't able to like move their body? Like, like maybe you mentioned Linda with the arthritis, she right. could barely move her body when right. she started. Right. That's it. And thank you for asking that because nowadays I think on Facebook and Instagram, you're seeing a lot of these like, crazy pictures of people doing these wild back bends, you know, putting their leg over their head. And that can go, you know, for the average person to be so intimidating and go, mm-hmm. what? That's yoga? I can't do that. That's why we, we purposely make sure that when we do our marketing, that we're showing every kind of body, every yeah. age, every, because the yoga, as you know, is a tool for everybody, no matter what, no matter even if you haven't you know, done yoga ever in your life. You just go to the extent you can. If you're first class, you know, the majority of it is sitting and you're just watching and getting used to the heat, great. If maybe your just arms are up over your head and you can't lock your elbows yet, then you're just trying the right way. Gosh, we emphasize that so much. I've got a gentleman 10 years ago. He suffered from a stroke and he has MS. Mm-hmm. He's been a successful engineer most of his life. The guy is so down on himself, Michael, and it mm-hmm. makes me so sad. But, you know, he comes, and we've decided that he's going to do only the floor series. So he comes with his wife. He sits in the lobby. He'll do pranayama, maybe a few stretches. But then he comes in here, and he does the floor series, and he always feels so magical after yeah. class. Yeah. Right? He isn't as debilitating. He can do those on the floor. He doesn't have to worry about balance. So I give you that as an example because there's something for everyone. Did you see our quote, by the way? It's right here. Did you see it? It says right up on top, 
Can you see it? No. Nope. Masha will do it. It says never, never too old, never too sick, never too late to do yoga and start from scratch once again. Love it. Why I have it above the yoga doors for that exact reason, you know, and I point to people, I point that quote out to people who walk in and who are unsure. So it's for everyone, right? Isn't that why you and I love this yoga? Because 7 billion people on the planet can do it. Yeah. Um, They just need to know. They just need a little bit of a push, right? That's why you and I are out there because it's accessible to everybody. Yeah. We're back in my office now. Back, back in your office. I, I got to tell you, Michelle, it's like every time I talk to you, it's just like oh. I love you so much. And it's just like you, you are. You're such an inspiration to other people. And, I mean, you walked into that yoga studio, you know, with grief and after your mother passed. And here you are now, many years later, yeah. the world champion. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like what? What? Like what? Everyone do my snap. Like what is that? Right. Yeah. At age fifty-four. Right. Who would have? Yeah. Who would have thought? You know. And, and helping people with different conditions. You know, overcome it. Let yeah. it go. Yes. Let it pass. Yes. Yeah. You know, even on stage, Michael, I tell this story. I don't know if you saw my performance. My last posture. I actually, my mind lost focus like i was really excited about doing dancer pose which is the leg over your head some of you have seen dancer pose and it was my last one and i think because my mind was like i was thinking about i'm excited to do this i've been practicing it so much i put my foot down by accident so now i'm in second chance can you believe this yeah and time was running out but i want to share with you and with the audience that even though my adrenaline was like up my throat now yeah because I practice so much and because yoga has taught me to handle situations where it's rough and I don't do the denial I don't justify I don't blame I didn't throw in the towel I just knew I had a second chance and I dug into my concentration and determination and I finished it I remember getting off stage and I was more I was like you know, the adrenaline was coming down, but I was like, that was not even, that was not even on instinct, Michael. It's just because I, I stayed right in the path of what I know. Yeah. I had a second chance. I didn't give my, my mind didn't do this. Oh man, now what are you going to do? Um, just forget it. Right. Not, none of the doubting, none of the critical, none of the negative. It was just like, Oh, okay. That's what happened. Pick it up again. Mm-hmm. Be determined. Be more focused. Don't let your mind go to Pluto. Yeah. And it was right. And oh, I, now wait a minute. What's wrong with Pluto? I know. Sorry, Pluto. It was. It was actually. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was having a blissed out thought because mm-hmm. I thought I did. I was. I was excited, but nonetheless, I wasn't in the moment. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is what yoga teaches you. So. Yeah. Even with that, you still have the gold medal. Even with that. And actually, it, it yes, yeah, it makes it even more meaningful. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So as we come to at least the end of our time today, yes. I mean, it's great to have you come back. Again I would love it. Yes, sometime in the future. Chapter. Yes, yeah. let's do that, Michael. Yeah. But is, is there maybe 
two or three things maximum that you could share with the listener that might give them encouragement in their life, whether they come into yoga or not? You know, do you have some thoughts that you could share? Yes. Um, I was sharing this with you earlier, but it's a big one uh, that I think about a lot. And it's the word patient. Mm. You know, I, I think, again, with our technology, which is so sophisticated and fancy now, which is great, has made our patience virtue um, still be there, but all of a sudden it's gotten even shorter. Yeah. And patience is such a big deal. Yeah. You know, it's that leaning back, it's allowing for the waiting, it's, it's a nurturing that you do, it's a compassionate, you know, attribute. You just, in any situation that you're in, really lean back, trust the process, and just just be patient in it. Yeah. And I, I think the younger generation has a little bit more challenging time than you and I, Michael, because they've been brought up with internet stuff, right? Yeah. The patience, they, that, that is never going away. I don't mm-hmm. care if we're in year 2,500. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there, you've got to, so, so listeners, whether you're a business owner, whatever you're doing in your life, if it's something about a relationship, whatever it, the circumstances, someone's passing away in your life, just, just be patient and know, right? And this is the other thing I firmly believe in, Michael, is I always feel the universe has our best interests at heart. For me, it's God, right? But I, you, you just, just know that it's, it will get better. There mm-hmm. will be, if, if don't, don't, you know, um, don't have that critical voice. That's why you need yoga because you need to be fully aware of what it is you're feeding your mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you, you asked me that question before. I'm just going to segue a little bit into this. One of the main reasons to compete is because that's three minutes on stage of being absolutely quiet. And the only thing you're hearing is your own voice. Yeah. The first time I competed, even though I did well, I got off stage, Michael, I was so depressed. I could not believe all the thoughts I was feeding myself. Doubt, 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 doubt. I was like, what? Because it was the only thing I could hear. Everything else fell away, right? So I just heard that. And so yoga teaches you to really kind of comprehend and see as you look in the mirror what it is you're feeding yourself. You got to be very careful that it's not a lot of doubt. Have have you read the book, The Untethered Soul? Yes. You know, I, I love it. You know, it starts out and it talks about the chatter in our head. And if that was a friend of ours that was saying all those things, would we still be friends with that person saying all that chatter in our head? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like like with yoga, especially, I mean, like with kids, kids live in the moment. They don't live too much in the past and they don't live too much in the future. But right. like as we get older and we become right. adults, we tend right. to live in the past or live in the right. future yes. rather than living in now. Yeah. And that's the beauty of, of what we do and with yes. the yoga. It helps bring us back to that, not the magic carpet at 33,000 feet, yeah. but the magic carpet of our yoga practice, our right. yoga mat, right. where we can learn to be present. Right. And, you know, and, and that goes right into, like, if we're talking about patience and eliminating doubt and, and being present, because in that moment is where we can harness our power. 
Yeah. And if I can end this with every single one of us, you listen to Gary B. I mean, it's one out of 433 trillion that we've become a human being, how privileged we are even yeah. to just be what we are on this planet yeah. and how we're all so, no one is the same. We're all uniquely different. And there's just that in us that we're meant to evoke. We're meant to polish. We're meant to share. We're meant to give. We're meant to serve, right? And, I, and we, we just need to be, we need to not deny that voice. That's why when people come into the yoga studio and they have all of this excuses and drama and I'm like, well, I'm going to listen to the voice that got you here in the first place. Yeah. Something inside of them said, I need to be here. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's something within all of us. So don't deny that everybody in you. Don't, don't, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that can cover that up, you know? Yeah. So we yeah. don't want to be at the end of our lives kind of scratching our heads, wishing we would have done, done, done. Right? Yeah. yeah. So the question, the question I have is when are you coming out with your book? It's funny that you should say that. Um, Right now, we are working on putting together all of my blogs in a book. Do you know, Michael, I probably have over 100 blogs. Beautiful. 100 good blogs. Yeah. And they just need to be put together and, and put out there. Yeah. And then awesome. um, the second thing, um, which is why we have michellevenard.com, I'm, I'm trying to do some free content and short of, sort of share my experience and knowledge as you're asking me and doing more podcasts. Um, and then I'd like to, you know, get out there and, you know, teach a class and maybe I call it sitting on the couch with Michelle and just having this kind of conversation with, you know, students and members and people that just want to dig in and ask those more vulnerable questions about some of the stuff that they struggle within, right? Yeah. It's always kind of bringing into light some of that dark stuff. It was for me. Right. So, um, and then from there, who knows, maybe, you know, a book and stuff too, but you yeah, know, that's great. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Michael. I could go on and on. I mean, there's just, there's just a lot, but you know, you, you too, right. You take that adversity and you, you make that like a, a growth. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and it's really the reason that I have following up radio in this show yes. and bringing on guests like you have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, don't want to go back. Yeah. If they did, they'd know what they would do if they did. Right. Yes. And that the challenges, you know, are really there again to inspire us, to move us to, it's really like seeds. It's like that energy to get us off of that being that mediocre type life. Yes. We have a mediocre type life. Something happens to us and it's like, I want something better. Yes. I can serve others more. Yes. So it triggers us. It does. It, that's, and that's good, right? Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's, it's small steps. Yeah. And sometimes they can be quantum leaps. That's right. And it can be shape shifting. That's right. And it, like, even, exactly. even like you, you knew the first time you walked into a yoga studio, that you were there, yeah, right? I did. To me, that's a quantum leap. It is. A, it is. It is. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I think you don't, you know, once you tune in, right? When you have that, what's what yoga does too. It makes you that, you know, that tuning fork, right? Those quantum leaps don't have to be once every lifetime. No. 
They can be, right? It happens all the time. It, all the time. But are we really tuned in to listen to it? That's where yoga, where I was telling you about spirit. I mean, that's what we are, right? Spirit. Well, what, what, one day the ground is dry and it's sunny out and nature takes a shape-shifting event and the next day it's pouring and raining. Shape-shifting and quantum leaps are nature. It's natural. Exactly. It happens all around us and we never see it. Right. And we are nature. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. Maybe we can encourage some people after listening to this to take that risk. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Oh, and be bold and live out their best life. Absolutely. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So the, to everybody that's listening and watching, um, you may not be in – the Bay Area to, to be able to go to Michelle's studio. But like, like she mentioned a few moments ago, go to her website, michellevernard.com, and it's listed um, on Falling Up Radio. You could be um, listening to audio at Stitcher or iTunes or somewhere else, but if you go to fallingupradio.com, there's all of Michelle's information there and her websites and her contact information, and you, you can go to her site, start to read her blog. And when her book is, is ready, um, you know, she'll, she'll make that announcement. And yes. I really hope when, when that's done, Michelle, you'll come back and maybe we can read a blog post. Oh, again. that would be so great. That, that, would be, awesome. that would be a lot of fun. So thank you so much. Yeah. Michael. I'm so, so proud. So thank you. Now, now don't go anywhere. Okay. All right. <laughs> so again, everybody, please go to check out Michelle and, um, get my book too. This is my little plug, fallingdowngettingup.com. The most amazing story. I can't tell you how many times I was in bed reading it and my jaw would just keep getting bigger and bigger. All this stuff that you went through, Michael, and look at where you are. It's great. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and grateful just to be alive every day. Yeah. I mean, literally, with, this is a whole nother story, but yeah. Before I get out of bed, the first thing I write every single morning in my, in my journal is, thank you, God, for another day of life. Every day, before I'm out of bed. I feel it. I feel it. I know you do. And I know you're appreciative. Yeah. And I'm grateful for you and for, for you Your being Your book has here. helped a lot of people here, mm. Michael. I've given that book out. I've given that book out. Mm. Yeah. And we have it here, of course, on sale, but I've given it out to I can think of the people in my head too mm. that still need prayers. So that is good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You <Okay>. cry. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Go to Michelle's, get the book, do some yoga and smile and have a great life. And always our birthright. Yeah. Thank you. Love you, Michael. Love you too.